0: welcome to another edition of the inside scoop my name is neil crawford i'm your host and also the founder of anytime soccer training if you're not familiar with the inside scoop it's a podcast dedicated to helping parents learn about the soccer pathways that would be available to their child if they lived in another city around the world this show is brought to you in part by Anytime soccer training. Anytime soccer training is the only training app with over 1000 soccer training videos and over 101 fun soccer games, all 100% follow along. Check out www.anytime-soccer.com to join for free. And I encourage you to join the seven day ball mastery challenge. You can access that challenge on the website as well. And when you sign up, we will send you seven unique Um, training videos across the spectrum of our training content, all free, all last a lifetime. So worst case scenario, you have seven unique training videos um, to help your child get better forever. All right, so let's get on to the show. So this is a very quick show, and it's not in any particular order. As a matter of fact, this show is a quick summary of a concept that I've, I talked about in, our, in a much, much earlier show, actually when we first started, and that um, I will bring up from time to time. And I'm doing this show for a very specific audience, even though I invite you and hope that you listen along. So as you know, and I mentioned this many times, that I train kids in my own local area. And I would describe the kids and the parents and the clients, if you will, that I train into two the i would describe them in, as falling into two broad categories the first category is more transactional um, parent comes to me they want their child to develop some soccer skills um, they see what i do and they ask me to train their kid it's very transactional right drop them off do their thing pick them up fine but there are another group of parents uh, many of them are my friends some friends some of them are acquaintances most of them have seen my children play in self-capacity who come to me and say, hey, Neil, um, I have these goals for my child, or these aspirations for my child, or my child has these goals and these aspirations, and I see what you're doing with your sons, and I ain't going to do exactly that, but um, definitely want some tips, definitely want your help in helping us uh, help our child reach their full potential uh, in, the, in these goals and aspirations that they have for themselves. What do you recommend? And so, so and as part of that recommendation the child does work with me well working with me or any trainer as i've talked about a lot in this podcast is not enough there are also some tips and tricks and mindset and logic things that i like to share because um i think when we take a holistic approach to the situation um the child is in much better position to reach their full potential and even if they don't they'll be a better person and so the first thing uh, I tend to do which doesn't come across well if I'm trying to tell a person in person so I try to put it into the podcast but the problem is the podcast you know it's a long series so I just want to do a couple of shows that kind of summarize this stuff almost as a, a new parent orientation if you will and that's what we're going to do here So the first thing I try to explain to, I wanna explain to you, the thing I wanna explain to my potential clients is I'm a parent trainer. I consider myself a parent trainer. And there are a lot of parent trainers out here listening. And I wanna define what I believe a parent trainer is. In many cases, a parent trainer is a parent who, who works with their child actively. That's not necessarily the case, but in most cases they are. And parent trainers can be diverse. if They're diverse as the human race. But underneath all of that is a belief system and actions that they have to support that belief system. And we, as parent trainers, tend to um, share a couple of these beliefs that I'm going to share with you today. So the first thing is parent trainers believe in the power of deliberate practice. They believe that deliberate practice is effective. They've seen deliberate practice work in their lives, they've seen deliberate practice work in other lives, and they've seen deliberate practice work in their child their child's lives. So they don't really entertain a debate on whether or not deliberate practice works. They, they believe it works. So for example, if you wanna play the violin, uh, a parent trainer believes, well, you just gotta practice the violin more, you'll get better at it as you practice. That's not the only thing you need to do, but that's part of the equation. You wanna be a painter, start painting, Working on your strokes, you'll be a better painter. You want to be a better soccer player, work on your first touch. Practice your first touch very deliberately, kicking the ball off the wall as an example. But another thing, and this is a very important part of it, another thing that the parent trainer believes is that you cannot outsource 100% of your child's development to someone else and expect that child to reach their full potential. So again, you cannot, you know, Uh, outsource all their soccer development, all their soccer instruction in this case to the coach or to the trainer or in in terms of education. Can't be 100% the teacher or 80% the teacher and 20% the um, instructor, uh, sorry, uh, tutor. Some of that instruction and some of that support, active support has to come from the parent, okay? And there are practical reasons for that right? And then there are sort of mindset and growth mindset reasons for that. Well, in terms of practical reasons, um, skill acquisition requires a lot of time. And when you rely on someone else, you have to work around their schedule, and that time normally has to be pretty structured. But when you are adding to it, and you live with a child you have a lot of flexibility on how you guys do things so that's a roundabout way of saying um, today my son son's practice will likely be canceled because there's a storm coming through the east coast from that ida storm in louisiana and texas but just because the, the practice is canceled for that hour because it's raining, then doesn't mean that uh, he can't go in the garage and kick the ball a few times. Or when the storm passes, we get out there and and practice. Or it's very often the case. Sometimes practice is canceled not because of the, of the weather um, conditions at the time, but because of the field position conditions. Excuse me, they want to preserve the field, so we can't just rely solely on team training because just like school, if your child had to miss school every time a teacher was sick, those were vital days. Um, also, uh, it's impractical for them to do, say, if you have a trainer and you hire a trainer, it's impractical for that trainer to come to your house for five minutes here, 10 minutes there, work with your child. Even if you're not as gung-ho about uh, deliberate practices as I am, um, your child, your, the trainer's not going to come to your child, your, uh, sorry, home for five minutes and play with your kid in the living room i mean you have to do that and there's a level of intentionality that needs to, to happen so for example my sons will do a five, 10 minute warm-up and i happen to use any time soccer training you use what you want before practice and before games well this this tends to add 20 30 40 hours of cumulative touches above and beyond what the other children get And this is only the only person that can do that is you. The child ain't gonna want to do it on their own. And you're you living in la la land if you get on social media and listen to these people tell you they gotta love it and all this kind of stuff. You're in cuckoo land if you believe the eight year old is gonna do that on their own. Now they're not gonna be kicking and screaming, right? You go out there, you do a five minute rebounder video, and you move on or do your little or you pass to them whatever you use. They're not gonna be kicking and screaming, but this is not a habit. they're going to do on their own Uh, it has nothing to do with love it has nothing to do with desire to play they just don't think their minds don't work that way right even adults hire trainers to help them let alone kids so so that's my soapbox on that and then even if you are of means it's probably financially prohibitive for you to hire a trainer to do everything for you and finally going back to the time issue is the trainer going to stop what they're doing and come to your house uh, when school is out and do a five-minute thing here, a five-minute there, or when practice is canceled? Can you call them and say, hey, our practice just got canceled. Can you meet us in the field? No, this is probably not practical. And sometimes I want to work with my child, but I only want to work with them 15 minutes. I don't want them to have to do an hour session that would be required if I were to meet someone. So all of these are practical um, examples. There are many, many, many reasons why it's uh, not practical. These are just a few. But equally important is the mindset, okay? And what I'm trying to teach my sons and what I wanna teach your child is their development starts and ends with them. Starts with them, ends with them, right? And all of these things on the outside, the coach, the trainers, the parents, everybody else is there to support them, right? So the only time you're learning can't be when the teacher's in your face. You have to develop the habit of lifelong learning on your own, right? You have to develop the habit of researching on your own. Well, it's the same thing with soccer. You have to develop the habit of practicing things on your own. And what we're doing as parent trainers is We're standing in for the child until they're old enough to stand in for themselves, right? So we're just modeling for the child what we would expect the child to do if they really want to do this thing as they get older. We're just modeling it for them. And it's important in that regard that it you don't want to make something uncomfortable for someone, but, the, but the reality is, it's important that they experience this and understand that getting better at this thing is not always going to be 100% of the time, 100% of the fun, 100% of the time. So sorry, 100% fun, 100% of the time. And there's not always going to be an instant gratification thing. So when kids come to my training sessions, in many cases, I try to keep it light with them. I try to have a little bit of fun with them, do some skills it, and they leave kind of enjoying it and it's an arms-length relationship between me and the kid and blah blah blah. But the but the real growth for any for any person is that individual battle between what they don't want to do and what they need to do. What they know they need to do but don't want to do, that's the real growth. And you're just replicating that on a very minor level as a child matures okay so then that brings me to the final point though but in order to do that there's a certain um i'm gonna say skill set for lack of a better word but a certain yeah skill set i guess you say you really need to adopt because it is somewhat risky behavior when you start working with your child there's a potential that you can overdo it there's a potential you could burn them out there's a potential you could add a lot of tension to your relationship unnecessarily well here's where a lot of parents get hung up the skill that you need is not soccer so many times i actually wrote an article on this and i'll share with you so often i hear people say i didn't grow up playing soccer so. no no no, no. I helped my son with an instrument, uh, learn how to play an instrument. I never even, I can't even remember the name of it. Um, So no, my dad helped me and my brothers with so many things he had zero experience with. So no, that's just an excuse. And I don't wanna be harsh there, but it's now that I'm telling you, it's an excuse. You don't need to have played soccer. You don't need to be particularly gifted in soccer. You don't need a lot of experience with soccer. That's not what we're talking about. What you need is a commitment to helping them in this area. And I'm using that very specific to say, if you're listening to this, you're more than likely super committed to certain things. You are raising a healthy child, you're probably in a healthy relationship, you have a job, you're super committed and you're taking the practice and all that kind of stuff, I get it. But it takes another level of commitment to work with them hands on that most parents Um, Don't prioritize soccer enough to do that. And that is fine. But just don't fool yourself into thinking that you you can get there another way. You need to commit to being a hands-on participant in your child's development until they leave the nest, if you will, and you just can't help them anymore. Which then brings me to my next point. But, and this is what we're trying to do with the podcast and what we're trying to do with the education. And I'm going to beef this part of education up more. I've been doing a lot of rants, but I'm going to beef this part of education up more. You have to be reflective and you have to develop a process that works for you and your child. I have one recommended process. I'm sure there are many others and I'm learning my recommended process is to give them a degree of autonomy and to set up training sessions where you're not micromanaging them and when they're really young what i do is i play with them then i have them do a little training and then i end by playing with them again okay and so that's what i do when they're really young and then by the time they get my oldest son age he's 2010 about 11 they don't want to play with dad all day so it's hitting the ground running and we're getting four or five um, times more touches than the average um, kid will get, sorry, than the kid will get in the average training session and probably 10 times more touches than they're gonna get in any type of team environment because he wants to get in and get out. And then what I do with him is I organize a lot of free play opportunities for him that he enjoys. So in conclusion, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time, don't waste your child's time. If you have these lofty goals for your child, it's gonna require a hands-on commitment from you, a hands-on commitment from me, a hands-on commitment from the coaches, hands-on commitment from the trainers, everybody has to be hands-on. And nobody, the coach can't outsource 100% of their um, development to you, that's ridiculous, and vice versa, you can't outsource 100% of your, their child your child's development to someone else. Um, And then you can streamline all of this, in my opinion, by focusing on uh, or having a relentless focus on the basics, even though as they progress, your basics will be advanced to other people. And it really requires a commitment to do it hands on. And finally, I'll throw one more thing out there to, to many of my loyal listeners. Again, there's not one way to do things. There are many ways to do things. And yes, there's probably some kid in Brazil who is playing soccer on the beach with no parents around, twelve hours a day, and they're going to be the next Neymar. And I'm sure there's some kid in Spain doing this, doing that. I'm sure of that. But part of being a, a, a part of being a successful um, parent trainer is dealing with the conditions that you are hand handled. And making the best decision you can make based on the situation at hand there are no beaches around where i live it's about a two or three hour drive and there are not a lot of kids playing soccer on those beaches in the first place adam adam and matthew have a certain reality that's that's based on their on living in kerry north carolina and i gotta come up with something that's uh based on that so so yeah we it's One of the reasons we do the Inside Scoop podcast is we talk to parents from all around the world about what their experiences are. But make no mistake about it. it, If if that's not the reality your child is living in, then you got to come up with something that can work for them right now in this environment. So it's a little bit of a soapbox there, but I wanted to get this one out there to my new parents because we're kicking off the um, Triangle Soccer School this week. And I wanted to be able to share this with my new parents um, so that I can give them a little homework or something to listen to, instead of having to listen to me, lecture them um, for 30 minutes about something they may or may not be particularly interested in. All right, so this is Neil Crawford, founder of Anytime Soccer Training. Check out www.anytime-soccer.com. Join the mailing list and join the seven day ballmaster challenge and we'll send you those uh, free um videos set over the next uh, seven days you're trying to get better you'll love it and that's what we want let's get better together